You want your next digital product launch to be super organized and highly successful, so you need a project management tool. Stay tuned to learn how to leverage Asana for your next launch. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back, Rebels. If you listen to episode 22 of the podcast, you know that one of my favorite tools ever is Asana, which is why I'm really excited to have an entire podcast episode dedicated to helping you learn about creative new ways to use Asana for your next digital product launch. And to talk to us all about that, I've asked Jenny of Confetti Social and the Savvy Social Hour podcast to join us on the show today. Jenny's a Pinterest strategist and coach that helps female entrepreneurs up-level their business one social media post at a time. She also hosts the Savvy Social Hour podcast, which strives to help passionate women up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs. I really wanted to have Jenny on the show today to talk about Asana because Asana and any project management tool for that matter is something that is so unbelievably powerful. Honestly, if you know how to use it well, you can pretty much make it bend over backwards for you. But I find that it's often underutilized or misused when people are trying to plan a launch with it or really do anything with it. So Jenny's going to give you some recommendations on how to use Asana and highlight some really cool features so that the next time you go and set up an Asana project for your launch, you'll be able to use it more fully. Don't forget, if you love this episode, take a screenshot, share it to Instagram, tag me and Jenny. All right, Rebels, let's dive into the interview. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, this conversation is going to be super practical, which I really enjoy because Sometimes we can get really theoretical with a lot of our conversations, but this is like very much a practical thing that you can go listen to this podcast episode and just like run with it. So we're talking about um, how to use Asana to plan your next digital product launch. So let me ask you this, Jenny, like how do you choose what project management tool to use? I don't think there's like one that's like better or worse than the other. It's just like a personal preference thing. I've tried so many things. I've tried... Uh, sauna of course I've tried Trello I've tried um Monday which not a big fan of um and I've tried ClickUp so I've tried a bunch and I love Asana because I think it's a really good um tool for kind of when you're a solopreneur but also kind of when you're expanding too I feel like Trello is really good for solo people but as a team it's does not work very well because stuff can get lost. Um, so I think Asana is like the happy medium between I have a huge team and I'm a solo business owner. So that's kind of why um, I find that a lot of people settle on that one. Um, and that's why I prefer it just because it's like a nice happy medium. You get, you know, recurring tasks um, and things like that, but, you, but you're not like overwhelmed because it's just too much information and too much like software that you don't actually need. Yeah, I would say I used um, Trello first. And then right when I started adding more people to my team, that's when I moved over to Asana. Because like you said, it's definitely more of that collaborative platform. And the other thing that's different than Asana and Trello is that Trello only has um, 
boards. It doesn't have like the list feature. Um, yeah. For those of you guys who are listening and are like, what are you talking about? I'll include visuals in the show notes so that you can actually see what I'm talking about. Um, but it, that's definitely like an added bonus and it's free. Yeah, exactly. And I like that you can switch between list and board depending on what you're wanting to do as well. Because for me personally, I also have a podcast. So I like to have my podcast tasks on the board view, but I do product launches on list view. So it just really depends like what kind of task you're wanting to do. And it's nice to be able to pick one or the other instead of just having one view. Yeah, that's it. I do the same thing with my podcast. I have the board and with most other things, I would have it as a list, which is, it just kind of depends on how your brain works, I think. But I like to be able to move things from different columns with the Yeah, yeah with the podcast, it's cool because you can see the people's picture and stuff. Because I usually upload the picture and I'm like, okay, this person I've already talked to, let's move over here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just nice to be able to have the option. With Trello, you don't get that option. Plus it's like the power up thing, which I think that's annoying that you only get three power ups on their free plan. It's like, oh, why yeah. why all the things like you know with Asana you can do pretty much everything um except for like dependencies and stuff on yeah yeah I did notice that I looked into upgrading Asana to a paid plan and when I evaluated whether or not like I needed to go to a paid plan it wasn't like something that I felt any incentive to do because like all the functionality that you really need is already there. But with Trello, like you said, you need some power-ups in order to be able to like get some like really useful features that Asana just has built into it already. Totally. Yeah. And I just think that's like really crucial um, Mm -hmm. to have those features already there. Like who wants to pay extra for something if you can get it on the free plan with Asana. Right. Exactly. So talk to us about using Asana as like this big asset project management tool for digital product launches. What's like the first thing that you need to do to get your Asana organized? So I think like a product launch is a big undertaking. A lot of people kind of underestimate it because not only do you actually have to create the product itself, but you have to figure out when you're going to launch it. You know, are you going to host a challenge? Are you going to do a webinar? Um, if you're doing a challenge or a webinar, you have to create the webinar materials. If you're doing a challenge, you have to create the challenge materials. You have to make graphics, all this stuff. So it's a lot of stuff that you, if you just had a pen and paper, <laughs> stuff would slip through the cracks. Um, and I think the good thing about a project management tool is that you can put your hard date, like I want to launch on May 5th and it's going to go through May 10th or whatever you decide. And then you can work backwards. So May 5th is like your hard date and then you can set that and then kind of, okay, what all needs to be done leading up to that, um, which is usually a lot of things, but if you're able to kind of map out, okay, I can do this on this day. Um, and then maybe this day is a little bit of a heavier content day. So I'll only just do, you know, the challenge content or the webinar content or something, or I'll only just create the course these days. Um, so kind of just being able to map that out and kind of drag and drop and make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself. Um, especially if you're not just a digital product creator, if you also have services as well, you can't just like, like, yeah, I'm just going to take this full day to, do digital product stuff, um, but you have a million clients, you know? So just, it helps you kind of be, be able to move things around and, um, you know, so you have a better balance versus like, you know, you have 20 tasks on one day and that's a little crazy. So mm-hmm. um, I think that helps um, better than just like pen and paper or even just like a Google calendar or something. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I used Asana to plan my virtual summit 
And I felt like the best thing about using Asana for something like that was that everything that was floating around in my brain, I just put into Asana. So there was never anything that was like weighing me down because I knew that I wasn't going to forget it because it was going to, it was already in Asana. Whereas like I've had different projects in the past with tons of notebooks and like, I'll forget what page I wrote something on and I'll forget like when I, when something was due and it just gets really chaotic. But this is like, I don't know, it's just so neat and organized. It's all in one place. I love that you can have like tasks and then subtasks. So tell us like, without me going into too much detail, what's in Asana, tell us like how you actually physically organize it. Cause I know that there's different phases for launching, right? We have pre-launch, like, like you said, a challenge that comes before the actual launch and lots of different elements that are part of a launch. So how do you actually map everything out? Yeah. So what I like to do is I create a project just for that new product that I'm launching or if I'm relaunching, I already have it and I just, I don't have to create content anymore. I just have to you know, still go through all the different motions of promoting it and all that. So what I do is I separate it like a pre-launch um, and that's going to include everything with the audience building, um, all that good stuff. And then the launch, that's just going to be literally like start your email <laughs> sequences, you know, do a webinar if you decide to do that, run your challenge, that kind of thing, um, do a Q&A. And then the post-launch is just like, you know, figure out what worked, what didn't, um, send the survey to the people who seemed interested, but didn't end up purchasing things like that. So the pre-launch is really going to be the biggest like undertaking since that includes so many parts, especially if you're just like for the first time launching this product. Um, so that's going to include your first step is going to be, okay, when I'm going to launch it, like you don't want to pick like school launch to be in the time that you launch your your new digital product to the world you want to pick up like obviously there's going to be people who are going to be launching every single week regardless so you there's not going to be a perfect time to launch but just make sure you like don't launch on like christmas or you know one of those big um known holidays or times where people are like heavily launching stuff um and then once you kind of do that then you can start working backwards from that so kind of like we mentioned earlier i said you know, if you want to launch a product May 5th through the 10th, then you would, okay, you're launching on that day. So then every single thing needs to get done up into that day. So some things like, you know, if you want to do a challenge, not only do you have to create the challenge content, you have to create the sign up page and probably the thank you page because you want it to be branded. Um, if you're doing a webinar, you're going to want to create the actual slides and content for the webinar, um, make the event for the webinar um, for, on your Facebook page or something, um, make it like a sign up for the webinar. You know, there's so many things. Um, and what I like to do is I literally just write it all down under with Asana. It's really cool. Cause you can write like pre-launch and if you put like a colon and don't put a space, it'll stay bold and big. So you can kind of separate it into little mini checklists. Um, so that's what I do. I do pre-launch, um, like during launch and then post-launch. And then I have it all just like mapped out. Um, if you're doing Facebook ads, you want to have to set up the ad, run the ad, um, you know, email your list about these challenges or webinars. You can't just like host a webinar or challenge and expect people to show up if you didn't tell them about it. Um, you know, graphics for social media and your emails and just promoting course. There's just so much going on. The pre-launch phase is going to be probably your most stressful. But it's if you don't take these steps in this phase, you're going to um, 
you know, your results might not be as great because you, you know, cut some corners somewhere. Right. Um, How specific do you get with the tasks, like the, um, the overarching tasks? Because I know that within each task, you can have a checklist of subtasks. So do you separate everything? Like you said, let's say you're hosting a webinar. Um, would you put it like host a webinar and then subtask everything that needs to be done for that webinar? Yeah. So the, the main task would be like hosting a webinar and then it, underneath with the subtask would be like create the sign up page, create the thank you page, um, write out the emails for the webinar and everything would be underneath that. And then with the challenge, same thing, create challenge and then thank you page, sign up page, everything under that. So it's not like you're not looking at like a mile long list. It's just like broken into sections, but you still, you know, where you know where you can find it when you need it. So okay. And how granular are you getting with the date feature? Um, like you can assign a date to every task and every subtask. So are you utilizing that feature for uh, for the launch map here? Yeah. So I usually so for the creative webinar example, that would be um, I give it like a solid date. So if we're going with the May fifth. Um, I'd want everything done by, let's say, April 25th. So that um, the create a webinar task would have April 25th as a due date. The interior task or the subtask would have, you know, earlier dates than that. But the overarching date would be April 25th. So it would be like April 20th, April 15th um, for like the certain components inside of the subtask. And what are the other features in Asana that you feel like somebody who's going to be launching a digital product and planning the, the launch with Asana should definitely take advantage of? I think tags can be really helpful. Um, I like to use them. I am a very visual person, so I like to use them like um, if I'm launching a new product, I usually use like a certain color. So like a green or, you know, whatever color I feel like using and that'll like indicate the product. So all my products are going to be this one color. So say I'm using green. So every product will have like that green tag. So I know okay, this is a product-based task. It's not, doesn't have to do with anything else in my business. Um, so that I know it's a priority because sometimes if we just take a look at our to-do list, we realize, oh, wow, today is like overwhelming. But then you see that green task and you're like, wow, this is something I actually need to get done today. Like I can't move this. So it kind of helps you prioritize too with that, I think at least. That's such a good piece of advice because I think that not only do we get overwhelmed with what's on our list, but sometimes we can spend our time doing things that are not like money-making tasks and we can spend way too much time on those non-money-making tasks instead of prioritizing the actual money-making tasks. So I think that's, if you're a visual person, that sounds like a really great thing to do for sure. Yeah. And you can even do it for like other things that are really important too, not just product stuff and just that you see that color and say it's orange. Um, you're like, oh, wow, okay, orange stuff needs to happen. You could even, like, segment it, like, orange is, like, needs to happen, green is, eh, it can wait, and then, like, red is, like, I want to do this, but, you know, it's not necessary in the next month, even, you know, Mm -hmm. so it works in kind of all aspects of your business, but that's kind of what I like to see, because I am visual, so sometimes stuff can get lost with the list. You're like, whoa, what is all this? Like, there's so much on here. Is there anything be, uh, besides the ta- or sorry the tags that you feel like we should take advantage of? Um, I like being able to duplicate this list because once you create it, you don't want to just like only use it for this one thing. Chances are you might have another digital product in the future. So I like to use it as a template. So basically, I'll just go up to 
um, the project, click on the little, um, what's it called, those little three dots, and then you'll be able to duplicate the project, and then you can just change the name. So that's handy too, because you don't have to type it all out all over again, because it's yeah. And you can do that as well when you have a board mm -hmm. as a project and you have tasks on the board and you create subtasks. This might sound really complicated, but I'll put some pictures of what I have, how I use it. So I have my podcast um, board and I have like an, an, a draft column, in progress column, published column, and then I have a template podcast card that I'll have like all of the subtasks for things that need to be done for the podcast episode. And then I'll just duplicate that every single time I'm publishing a new one. And so it's like the kind of the same idea because why like redo everything when it's Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's nice to have like that reference there. And then you just like with the podcast, you can just like reuse it because it's not changing. Your process is not changing at every single time you do it. So why not have it already there for you to pull from? Let's talk a little bit about how we can collaborate with other people in Asana, because if we're running a digital product launch, there is a high chance that we're going to be working with like a virtual assistant or just some other like people who have their hands somehow inside of the product launch. So what's the best way to go about adding collaborators and, and actually working with collaborators in a project? So I love that you don't have to add them to your entire like workspace. You can add them to like specific either teams or you can even just add them to a straight up just that one project so they're not seeing every single thing because I know I don't want everyone seeing everything when I invite them into my space. So that's a really nice thing. Um, and then you can, from there, once they're in there, you can assign them any tasks that they need to be assigned to, uh, you can assign them subtasks, you can, um, you can even comment and tag them. So it's basically, you know, you can keep the communication within the platform as long as it's not like, just random side conversation, but if it's like relevant to the project, you can tag them and be like, hey, um, here's this graphic ready for your review, or they can tag you and say that um, if they're creative graphics. And then you can say, okay, cool, this looks great. And then they can mark the task as done. Um, so it's really nice to be able to kind of be able to collaborate with people and add them in your space for that time. And you know, if it's just someone you're working with for that one time, then once the project is wrapped, you can kind of delete them from the space. Or you know, if there's someone who's staying on long term, then you can go in and add them to different um, projects and stuff that they're going to be collaborating on. So you don't have to add them to the um, space as a whole. You can just kind of pick and choose, like say they're working on three projects, um, add them just to those three projects instead of being overwhelming and adding them to your entire space. For me, I'm a big fan of like systems and processes and things like that. So I love the fact that I developed a system once for different aspects of my business. And all I need to do is tag or not tag, but like assign a task to a collaborator and it mm -hmm. kicks off an entire like flow, an entire process. And you don't have to do anything beyond that. Like if they know what they're doing and they work for you and they're a virtual assistant, like they don't need, you know, there's like a lot of communication that goes on in boxes that I feel like we don't need anymore when mm -hmm. we have a tool like Asana. Yeah. And like for the more visual people, you can make videos. Like if you're teaching someone a process, you can make like a loom video or something and show them like, okay, here's the steps that you need to take to, you know, pin this Pinterest post or, um, you know, design this freebie in Canva or whatever they're doing. So um, it's really nice to be able to kind of just attach different things. You can even attach like Google documents and stuff like that, which is really helpful. Um, and you can attach files in, photos and whatever you want so it's just like 
you're not digging through your email looking for different stuff, which can yeah. be overwhelming because let's be real, who has inbox zero? I know I don't. <laughs> I know I that's like an unachievable, <laughs> unachievable victory. Um, or you achieve it for like five minutes and then, and then yeah. a million things start coming in. <laughs> yeah. So you actually read my mind when you started talking about like different integrations. So let's talk a little bit more about that because Asana really integrates with like a ton of things. So what are your favorite integrations and how do you use them? I like the Slack one. Um, that one's my favorite because I do have a couple of people on my team. So it's nice to be able to just like have it go into Slack or vice versa. And I like that you can also email into Asana. So you can email um, a task in and that is really helpful too because you're able to uh, you don't have to go directly to the app. You can just already be in your email and just like, type it out, send it, and then it adds it in here. Um, I also really love the Google Calendar. I That's my favorite um, because I, with my podcast, um, that's how I get the appointments in my Google Calendar from Acuity. And then it goes from Google Calendar to Asana. So um, I like to have it in there because sometimes it's just annoying to have up your Asana and your Google Calendar. So being able to see it on my calendar um, with just Asana versus having both of them open is nice too. And it will pull in like the, all the details, like this is for a podcast call or this is for like um, a service call or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's actually something I don't have right now. I did not integrate Google Calendar with Asana and I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice because I don't know. I mean, I always have a million tabs open anyway. So I try to eliminate the ones that I'm like, okay, well, this is already in here. I don't need this. So um, that's, it's really helpful. And I think it'll pull, it pulls over the time too, um, if you set it up. I think you set it up through um, Zapier as well, so. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I use the Slack integration a lot, which definitely removes so much congestion from your inbox. Like little yeah. questions that somebody has, they don't need to email you. It's like all in Slack and they can, you know, reference a, a task and it's perfect. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Slack's amazing. I'm like, I never want to get in my email inbox again if I don't have to. I know. I yeah. do, but, you know, if I didn't have to, I would pick Slack over um, email for sure. Like any day. 100%. Yeah. So what other features are we missing in Asana? Is there something like what would you tell somebody who's like shopping for a project management tool and is going to be launching a digital product? Like how do you sell them on Asana? I would say it's just like my main thing that I always preach to people is how easy it is to use. Like a lot of people really want that ease of use. Cause you don't want to spend hours and hours and hours learning a new tool. Um, because what is, you're not getting paid to do that, obviously. So I think Asana is just really easy, easy to use. Some people, you know, don't think that, but the majority of people that I've converted to Asana or helped convert to Asana, they they got it pretty quickly. Like other project management tools, they're like, what is this? This is like Chinese, but Asana is really easy to learn. Um, I think just being able to kind of see it in a list and a board view, that works too. Um, I like the calendar a lot. Um, I actually used to, spend all of my time in the calendar view, um, which is kind of funny because I look at primarily list view now, but that's, that's if you're a visual person, that really helps because you can see all the colors, um, like with the tags and stuff like that. Um, so that's what I'd like to do um, for that. So you can see, you know, if you have a bunch of podcast tasks, there'll be a certain color and things like that, like we already talked about. Um, I do love being able to collaborate and have conversations. There are There is a conversations tab on every single um, project. So that's cool um, for 
quick conversations in there versus just doing it on the subtasks. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they're relevant to that project, of course, but um, that's helpful. And I also do like the progress um, function. I don't use that very much, but basically um, you can kind of see this status of a project. Um, you can kind of set it at, you know, if it's on track, if it's off track or, or if it's at risk, which is cool for things like product launches because those aren't really things that you want to get derailed because mm -hmm you have your hard um, dates that they'll be launching. So I think that's really cool too. Um, and that's based off of the dates that you set for the project and the tasks within the project. Mm -hmm. So like here we're, you know, right now we're on track, but, and then you can like, that's good if you have a project manager too, cause they can monitor that and then look through it and be like, okay, you know, we're at risk for getting off track. What can we, can we rally together for a quick meeting to see, if we can get things done so we can get back on the right path. So I think that's really good for like, you know, people, if you have a project manager or like some kind of um, online business manager or something on your team to kind of keep track of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, and that's also, it comes down to using the tool properly because what happens is if you set a date, but you don't check something as complete when it's complete, then the project is going to be inaccurately displaying as off track or, you know, yeah. not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with project management tools. They're great if you use them properly, but if you're just like putting stuff in and not assigning due dates or forgetting to put stuff in, like it's not going to be effective. Mm -hmm. So I know there's so many people that get like frustrated because they're like, this isn't working for me, but they're also not like putting in the effort to actually make it work for them because they're just not utilizing it the way it should be used. I mean, you can use it in so many different ways. There's no like one clear way to use your project management tool, but I think it's just really um, good to find what works for you and stick with it instead of like being really great with it for two weeks and then for two weeks, like completely neglecting it. So Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that a project management tool, whether it be Asana or anything else, is not going to make your product launch a success. No. <laughs> it's going to help you keep it organized. Like, mm -hmm. it's not going to do the work for you. It's like the same thing as just by hiring an event planner, you're not going to have a successful event because the event planner plans it. They don't actually, like, do the stuff. And the same yeah. thing, Asana's not doing the work for you. It's just helping you stay organized <laughs> yeah it's, it's preventing like extra stress because you forgot to do xyz that really needed to happen so it just kind of helps you get to your goals but it doesn't mean you're actually going to achieve those goals mm -hmm. you actually have to put in the work that's really like key mm -hmm. absolutely cool this is great um i'm gonna put together some show notes here with some screenshots so that we can um, share what Asana looks like and all the different features that we were mentioning. But any last minute things, Jenny, that you, you wanna mention before we wrap up? Um, I do have a digital product launch checklist um, that I can give you so you can share with your audience. I think that would be really helpful to see all of the tasks laid out versus just talking about them because I didn't mention every single thing you need to do. So yeah, so I'm gonna link to Jenny's checklist uh, in the show notes. So be sure to check that out and go grab it. Sounds like it's going to be really useful for you guys. And Jen, uh, Jenny, tell us where we can find you on social media. Yeah. So um, the main place I hang out is going to be Instagram and that is at confetti social. Co. So go check me out over there. 
Awesome. And you are also a podcast host. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is the Savvy Social Hour. Um, Eden is going to be a guest on it soon. I'm not sure when this is launching, but maybe it'll already be launched, but if not, it'll be coming soon. But yeah, it's basically for female entrepreneurs um, who are looking to kind of take their business to the next level. We've had tips on pretty much everything you can imagine from that is business focused. So Awesome. Jenny, thank you so much for telling us about Asana. It's like, I, it's one of my favorite tools that I use next to Slack. It's hard to, it's hard to (laughs) choose which one I like more. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed chatting with you. This was episode 24 of the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast with our amazing guest, Jenny from Confetti Social. Head on over to edenfree.com forward slash confetti to grab Jenny's freebie. And if you love this episode, go over to iTunes and leave us a review. It means the world to me and gives us all kinds of algorithmic love. One of the best kinds of love. Rebels, it's that time again. Keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. Keep showing up.